0: Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler Podcast, part of the Informed Traveler Radio Show, which is heard weekly on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman, on this week's podcast. If you're looking for a couple of ideas for a future vacation, post COVID, of course, how about staying at the historic Graylin Hotel and spending a few days exploring the area of Winston-Salem in North Carolina? or visiting Canada's iconic Niagara Falls. We'll learn the story behind the Graylin in our hotel spotlight in a few minutes. And later in the podcast, we'll get some insight on the best way to experience the wonder of Niagara Falls. But to start things out, there's no secret that many of us can't wait to travel again. And once the travel restrictions have been lifted, there will be no doubt a huge increase in demand for bookings. So the question is, if you haven't booked something already, is it almost too late? We'll see. Joining us now is our resident travel agent, Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions, who is here to offer up some booking tips and give us some insight on what to look for and expect when booking that future vacation, post-COVID, of course. Hi, Ken. Hello, Randy. The question I have, and I'm sure a lot of people ha- uh, might have in their heads, is if you're looking at planning a vacation, uh, is it sooner? the sooner the better? Like, are there any deals left to be had out there? <laughs>
1: Oh, there, there's, there's always deals. and Everybody's always running promotions, as you know. Uh, otherwise, you and I wouldn't have uh, as much to talk about every week at the mm-hmm. end of the show. Uh, but there's lots going on out there. But again, travel is really starting to book up come later, uh, 2021, early 2022, specifically for the Sun Destinations Act. Cruises, I've had a couple bookings just this past week for deposits for 2023, so... Uh, I mean, there's lots starting to go out there and a lot of the dates, especially around uh, major holidays, mm-hmm. especially for the Canadians, are filling up because people are anticipating that they're going to be able to travel and it's best to get yourself locked in.
0: What are some of the things that people should keep in mind? Like you mentioned, I guess it depends on, on when you're going and how far ahead of your planning and uh, in general, what should people know? I guess it depends on your destination as well, Right.
1: Exactly, and and right now that's you know kind of a difficult question to answer hundred percent. But that's why the best thing is to reach out to to a travel agent because you know we get a lot of the emails. We're kept up to date on a lot of the stuff because it does change. And and you know as vaccinations and everything go forward, and everybody's getting double vaccinated so that they're fully done, uh, or have the single Johnson and Johnson, for example, or whatever. Uh, we're seeing uh, every week uh, emails from uh, countries on how they're going to be handling those situations going forward.
0: Okay, so let's uh, let's do a pretend because that's probably the best way to to go through and uh, have a, a real example. So yes. I want to go to Mexico, uh, let's say uh, middle of January, because it's cold, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we're a typical family of four, my children are 12 and 10, so I guess uh, my question would be, first off, uh, having two children, would looking at uh, a promotion of uh, kids eat and stay free, that's a good place to start, I would think, wouldn't it?
1: Exactly, exactly, and thank you for calling uh, your travel agent, we really (laughs) appreciate that. So, again, like, yeah, for, well, I guess kind of first thing off is, is going to be, like you say, considering your destination and your actual travel dates, again, sooner than later. as Like I say, we mentioned we're tra- strong sales, uh, a lot of deposits for those sun destinations. And just keeping in mind, it's not just the Canadians like yourself that are traveling, uh, and especially from the West, we're not seeing as many suppliers as we did back in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. 2020. Mm-hmm. So, again, lots of great choices where your children, as you mentioned, can stay, eat, and play for free. We'll definitely have a look at those. And then once we deposit and lock in your trip, if you're ready to go, uh, you're going to really want to consider some travel insurance to go along with that or some of the protection plans that the suppliers are offering so that you can protect your investment.
0: Yes, very uh, very good idea.
1: Well, okay. so, you know, we're looking, we found you a resort or whatever, and just a reminder, right now at least uh, there's still the restrictions for flying, such as a pre-COVID test and masking, but again, that could change by the time you're traveling, and we're going to keep you updated on that, Hopefully. and especially if you're fully vaccinated, that's something that's important for you to let us know where you're at with that.
0: Well, we're going to build in some uh, assumptions here. Uh, we'll be fully vaccinated, and uh, we can't wait to get away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Mexico is one of the the, the nice countries to travel to because there's no pre-existing testing requirement to get into the country. Uh, they do still uh, require you, and, and probably will continuing to go on with that, uh, there's an online health questionnaire that you have to fill out before arrival for each of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll get a QR code that you uh, may be uh, required to show when you arrive in the country. Uh, and you're also going to want to maybe do your Mexican tourist card online for each of you when you're traveling because some of the airlines no longer provide them on the planes. Oh, okay. So the last thing you want to do is, is not have that done ahead of time. You get off the plane. They didn't have it on the planes, so and now you got to stand in line and get one of the farms, fill it all out, and then go back in the line and everything again.
0: So that's handy to do it online beforehand.
1: Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. You can print it all off, have it ready with you when you go, and you can also leave a copy on your phone. Uh, Cancun, Riviera Maya, if that's where we end up sending you, uh, there's a new uh, $11 U.S. tax for any travellers 15 years and older, and you can prepay that again online, just like your tourist card. Mm -hmm. Or when you arrive at the airport, they're going to have all kinds of little kiosks set up to do that for you. Okay. So we got you there. Now we're going to get you on your safe transfer to your resort. And once again, uh, when you get there at the moment, they are requiring masking. But again, we're hoping that's going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're also going to have their COVID safety protocols all in place at the resorts, protecting the guests and the workers, because they want everybody to have a really good time while you're there. Mm-hmm. So, sun, fun, eating, drinking, become the norm for your days at the resort. Uh, maybe <laughs> your excursion or two thrown in, as more and more of the excursion options and companies are opening up again uh, over the next few months uh, as vaccinations and things open up then it's time to come back to reality. At the moment, you do have to have the COVID test to come back home. But being as you're vaccinated, it's likely, we're anticipating that you won't have to have any of those issues, and you'll just be able to come back to Canada and go back home.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, if uh, we get close to our departure date, and for example, I still have to have a COVID test uh, coming home, and I'm deciding, you know what, I'm not going to spend the money to do that. I want to cancel my trip. Well, how easy is that?
1: Again, that's where we're going to want to have travel uh, protection, uh, which we use through our preferred supplier, which is manual life insurance. Some great options and everything for it, too. And depending on the supplier, we'll use WestJet Vacations, for example. They have a trip protection plan that allows you a couple of options, uh, even cancelling up to uh, one or two days before you go. that will protect your dollars, and uh, it may be in the form of a future travel credit, and in their case, so mm. WestJet dollars, but at least you're going to be able to put that back into account, and you're going to have a couple of years to rebook that holiday.
0: Well, good stuff. I can't wait to go to Mexico now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll get your credit card in a few minutes. (laughs) Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions. Thank you, Randy.
0: Well, if you're looking for a vacation idea that includes staying at a luxurious historic estate hotel in the heart of North Carolina, how about staying at the historic Graylin Hotel and spending a few days exploring the area of Winston-Salem in North Carolina? Here now to share the story of the Graylin and give us some insight into exploring the area of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, is Marquita Kiefer. She is the Director of Marketing and Communications for Visit Winston-Salem. The website is visit winstonsalem.com. Hi, Marquita. Hey there, Randy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Where is Winston-Salem? I know it's in North Carolina, but whereabouts Mm -hmm. in North Carolina?
2: Well, it's pretty much right in the center, maybe a little north and central. So if if, uh, you're familiar with other cities in North Carolina, we're about an hour uh, north of Charlotte and about two hours uh, west of Raleigh. And, uh, again, real close to about two hours from, two and a half hours from Asheville, too. So we're, we're pretty much in the center.
0: Mm-hmm. So, convenient. yeah, a yeah, good spot, I guess. Location, location, yep. location, as they say. Absolutely. So what's it known for?
2: Well, a, a lot of things, actually. <laughs> um, uh, so, but I think it was, it, it's, and the defining difference that that we often hear from the visitors that that come in is that, where are your Moravian cookies and where is that Moravian community that village? We think we think it's called Old Salem, and lo and behold, it is called Old Salem, and it was founded back in 1766, and it's still a living. Uh, 18th and 19th century colonial village today that people live, work, and play. But it's also one of our largest attractions. It helps that the name is Salem, so it's part of our name. So, But again, um, it's it's historically preserved um, and it talks about the Moravian heritage and culture, which again is m- mostly a, a, was a religious uh, group that migrated here back in the early 1700s hundreds uh, to Pennsylvania and then down here because of that central location, that fertile soil that we have. And they were they were looking for a place to, to grow their culture. And they're very much into the arts and to history and culinary. And, and again, that seems to be the recurrent thing that that lives on today here in Winston Salem.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I am looking at your website, visit winstonsalem.com, and if you're uh, it's a really great website because if you're planning a trip, obviously there's lots of information here, but I sure. did click on places to stay and the the one place that caught my eye, historic mm-hmm. boutique uh, hotels is the Graylin Hotel. Tell me the story of that. It looks absolutely amazing. It's almost-
2: Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's it's enchanting. Uh, we have several historic um, uh, homes that have been turned into museums. Uh, and then Grayland specifically was a private home that was built back in 1932 by Bowman Gray and his lovely wife, Natalie. Um, and it was their home. It was the second largest home uh, in the state, uh, after the Biltmore estate, which is very well known to today too mm-hmm. so um, and it 's beautiful and again it's it 's on fifty five sprawling acres but it 's only five minutes from the downtown area of winston salem so but you feel like you're you 're in a retreat and 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 off, tucked away in your in your country estate, and it is a Norman Revival architecture. So, people who uh, are familiar with that, it does have that feel of of like a castle. But that's what Natalie and Bowman wanted. Um, he was a very successful business person. His dad had actually founded. Uh, Wachovia Bank, which is now Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, yeah, Bowman was then uh, a salesperson for R. J. Reynolds. R. J. Reynolds Tobacco was actually founded here, and so um, he was so successful he actually rose to be the chairman of the board. Um, and this was their this was their home that they actually um, purchased the land from R. J. and Catherine Reynolds and uh, again just built their utopian home for for uh them and their two their two sons so um so now it's an 85 uh room uh international conference center and hotel so it's a historic home turned into a beautiful boutique hotel
0: yeah well it is quite a home uh, have you have you stayed there
2: you know, I have not personally stayed there. I've dined there. I've toured there on numerous occasions. I've even decorated a Christmas tree there, by the way. <laughs> so that was fun. They usually have about mm, between nine to maybe even up to a dozen Christmas trees um, that fill the different rooms um, during the holidays here, and it's, it takes on the, the decor uh, of the different rooms. Each was originally decorated by Mrs. Gray, Natalie. Um, she was... they. Traveled extensively, and that's reflected in the architecture of almost every single room throughout the the estate. So it's it's quite a study in in decor, um, and quite a study in in lavish lifestyle mm-hmm. too. So it's kind of nice to feel like you're living the rich and famous lifestyle
0: when you stay there. So. <laughs> it's almost like going back in time. It seems
2: absolutely well. It still has that 1932 persona. That that entire area that Grayland is is at is the known as the Rinalda Mile. That's what we at Visit Winston-Salem like to refer to it because right across the street is where R.J. and Catherine lived in their country home. It was their country estate. Now it's a Rinalda Museum of American Art, very prestigious collection of American art. Um, It has traveling exhibitions uh, such as George O'Keeffe, from Mayor Bearden. Um, Again, it's just a wonderful right across the street from Grayland. It's an easy and a lovely walk across the, across the way, and then their backdoor neighbor from Graylin is um, what is called SICA, and it's the Southeastern Center for Contemporary Art, and it was also the home, uh, originally the historic home, of James G. Haynes of Haynes Hosiery, so which also started here in Winston-Salem. So textile and tobacco really were the hallmarks of, yeah. of our town. Yep.
0: So. Uh, what are some of the activities? I, I, like, I'm a big history buff. I think I would love uh, mm. the area of Winston-Salem just for the history itself. But uh, sure. what are some of the other activities people enj- can enjoy in the area? Say if they're staying, staying a couple nights at the, at the Grayland.
2: Sure. Oh gosh, because everything really is very convenient. Um, again, whether it's a stroll, and you want to stroll the Renolda Mile area, especially the grounds of Renolda and Renolda Gardens. There's historic gardens um, across right across the street, but we have about five other historic or heirloom gardens that tell a real story about the destination. Um, we have the oldest medicinal garden in the United States. Um, so, again, it's a real study in horticulture, but also in, in medicine and, and, again, the culture of the Moravian, uh, Moravians who, who lived here as well. But then throughout the year, we have wonderful festivals that really celebrate the arts. We were the first United, the city in the United States to actually develop an arts council and to open an arts council in 1949. You would think that it would be a larger metropolitan city, i.e., Chicago or Seattle or or San Francisco, but it was Winston Salem that actually established the first Arts Council. and hmm. That's because we really celebrate the arts here. Another one of our nicknames is is the City of Arts and Innovation. So, and I think that comes again from the roots of the founding uh, group of the Moravians. They celebrated. And really revered pottery and music, and and that's recurrent in a lot of the the festivals. Whether it's our international film festival that's actually going on right now, um, the National Black Theater Festival that happens every other year, every other uh, year um, on on an even year, mm-hmm. um, Piedmont Craftsman uh, Fair. Um, it's a juried. Uh, festival of handcrafts from different artisans um and again it's 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 just a wonderful two day really about two and a half day event so um again it's everything arts and music and performing arts is celebrated in a big way throughout nice. the year as well. yeah. I,
0: I would think renting a car would probably be best to get around right
2: you know, I think that that probably would give you the flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but again, it depends on where you're staying. Like, it, uh, if, if you're staying downtown, we have a wonderful um, uh, downtown walkable city, so you could literally drive in, um, and, or you could uh, Uber in if you mm. wanted to, and then you could just have your your uh, excursions. Walking downtown, um, the Kempton Hotel is another example. Um, it was actually the R. J. Reynolds Tobacco headquarters, the world headquarters, oh, really? and it is it's built on the prototype and it uh, of the Empire State Building. Actually, oh. the Empire State Building was built because of the Kempton or the the R. J. Reynolds. So um, the folks who. Uh, built the Empire State Building had seen the building uh, and the skyscraper at the time, um, mm-hmm. and now they they built the Empire State Building because of it. So and it looks like the Empire State Building. So it's it's very cool.
0: Yeah, very cool. Lots of things mm-hmm. to see and do in Winston Salem, part of North Carolina. You can uh, check out the website, visitwinstonsalem.com. And Marquita Kiefer is the Director of Marketing and Communication for Visit Winston Salem. Uh, thanks for your insight, Markita. That was fun. Thank you,
2: Randy. I appreciate it.
0: So Niagara Falls, Ontario has always been a popular destination and one of the top attractions in Canada. So to give us a rundown on how to enjoy the wonder of the falls themselves and take in some of the other things to do in the area is Janice Thompson. She is the president and CEO of Niagara Falls Tourism. Their website is niagarafallstourism.com. Hi, Janice. Hey, Randy. How are you today? I'm well. I'm excited to learn about Niagara Falls. I've never been, but I think... Uh, for someone like myself, I'd probably be overwhelmed at the sight of the falls. It's a pretty amazing sight, isn't it?
3: Well, you know, that's the reaction most people have. And with the very first time they see the falls live and in person, it takes your breath away. It's just, it truly is a world wonder to see that rushing water going down the river and then cresting down over the falls. It's unbelievable. It really is the roar of the water and on a seasonal basis it changes you know you stand there in the winter and there's a lot of ice that forms on the falls themselves during the winter so you can't see the flow as much mm-hmm. but you can still you can still hear the roar of it you hear it And then when spring comes, you know, the ice melts, it comes down the river. And to me, that's almost like the whole rebirth of the area. You feel like it's like a cleansing. You see the ice flows going by and uh, the river is renewed once again. And uh, we go back to enjoying all the uh, spring and summer activities.
0: So is the ice all off of it now, all of it?
3: It is right now. Yes, it is. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of ice buildup this year. There's an ice dam that's put in right across the river, further upriver from here, from Niagara Falls, to uh, protect the uh, power facilities. And uh, it's once it gets removed, then that's when we see the big rush of ice
0: come. So I'm going to assume that most people that uh, that don't live close enough to drive to Niagara Falls probably come from Toronto. How far of a drive is it from Toronto.
3: It's about an hour and twenty minutes, an hour and a half. Depends exactly where you're coming from, but it's not too far. Yeah. And uh, but it, it merits for sure. It merits an overnight stay. You know, for one or two or three nights. And it's really, there's there's so much to do, and we can build itineraries, but expand for as long as people want to spend in the destination.
0: I think I'd probably spend a full day just staring at the falls. <laughs> well, yeah, you might.
3: It's it captivating. It, yeah, it really right? is. Yeah, it is. It's quite <laughs> hypnotic just to look at it.
0: Yeah? But there's other ways to see the falls too, right? You have tours. You can actually take boat tours. Uh, so tell me about some of the, the best ways to, to take in the falls.
3: Okay. Well, you mentioned the boat tour already. That's uh Niagara City cruises, they run wonderful boat tours and the boat with up to 700 passengers on a full boat goes very close to the falls. It goes as close as you can get in fact and you get totally drenched what <laughs> you're wearing. You're wearing a nice raincoat that's provided for you when you come aboard and it's just again, it's one of those experiences. You look and you think, am I really here? Is this possible that I can be this close to this natural wonder? So there's certainly that I would recommend recommend 100%. And there's another way which is called Journey Behind the Falls where you take an elevator uh, from Table Rock House. You take an elevator right down to the lowest level and you come out. There's a walkway there and you can feel the, the mist from certainly more than mist. It's pretty heavy water at that point on you from the falls and you walk through the tunnels and they have a portholes you can look out and you're behind the falls themselves wow that's that's a remarkable
0: experience no kidding
3: yeah and then you know further down the river uh there's the whitewater walk you know where they've got um level six rapids caused by the way the river turns at that point so there's a huge whirlpool it's called devil's hole and at that area, there's a, uh, again, an elevator that takes you down to that level and a beautiful boardwalk. It's about a kilometer long. You can walk along and get very, very close to seeing in a safe way to seeing the, the water rush past.
0: That would be amazing. Can you do all three in one day, or you probably want to spread them out?
3: <laughs> I think you, you could actually, if you, you know, if you, if you plan your schedule, sure, certainly you could. But I would suggest you would want to spread them out. And th- those aren't the only ways. You know, there are helicopter tours mm-hmm. as well that that go over the falls. There is uh, the zip line that goes right parallel to the the falls themselves. It's a remarkable experience as well.
0: I was going to ask you about that because uh, on your website, niagarafallstourism.com, if you click on play, that's what comes up, things to do, and there's a picture of zip-gliding across the falls. So tell me a little bit more about that. Well, that's a remarkable
3: experience. You, uh, you it, four people can go uh, abreast, you know, in a row. You can have uh, four people go, and as you go down the zip line, you see the beautiful—not just the water and the falls and that that stupendous wonder itself—but uh-huh. you see all the all you see all the rock formation on um, which would then be on your right hand side. You see where it's all been carved out by the falls, and it's just an amazing experience.
0: No kidding.
3: To, uh, take that
0: yeah how far across is it
3: it doesn't go over the falls themselves it runs parallel to the main roadway to the niagara parkway oh gosh i can't remember now what the disc what the length of it is i've done it and it certainly <laughs> goes quickly i can tell you that <laughs> but it's but it's uh it's enough time to appreciate it and to realize that this is one of those you know bucket list activities that everyone should have the chance
0: to take part in oh for sure okay so now you do have some new attractions coming up this year tell me a little bit about about those
3: well, there's the uh, Niagara Parks Power Station, which is uh, an amazing building. It's an industrial building which was the uh, the early uh, development of power in Niagara. There's a, a very interesting story all about Tesla and the work that he did here, Nikolai Tesla. Tesla. And uh, they're opening this this power plant for the very first time to the public. It still has all the all the apparatuses inside. So the public will be able to go in and see the, the industrial uh, atmosphere and feel that industrial atmosphere and see the power of the water cool. and be educated on how they turn the water into into power. Cool. And then in the evening, there's going to be uh, a beautiful light show inside, uh, an experiential event with, that's going to really transport people into the, the power of electricity. So that whole theme is about power.
0: Awesome. Speaking of uh, evening, is there light shows? Do do the falls light up themselves at nighttime?
3: Yes, there is a binational organization. Because the falls, of course, in the Niagara River, bisects Canada and the U.S., Mm -hmm. there's an organization that that invests together to light the falls every night. And they have beautiful light shows. Uh, They're very much focused on the colors and nature so it's not like it's a uh a laser light show or anything like that it's just beautiful lights changing colors and illuminating the uh, beauty of the falls it's uh, it's a great experience and it's something you can see also we have a tower called the Skylon tower which you can go up high and see the lights from that perspective and also from the uh, sky wheel there's a large ferris wheel which is an amazing way to go to the top and see the falls as well so there are many many ways to see them so even though if people have been here once they haven't seen all the options you know you can come every year (laughs) or have few times a year. Every time you come, you can experience them in in a different way.
0: Well, that's not just the falls themselves, too. There is uh, lots of other things to do. I'm just looking again on your website. There's uh, golf, there's historic sites, nightlife, uh, tours, theme parks, spas, shows, shopping. Tell me a little bit about the nightlife, though, that goes on.
3: Well, we have two casinos located uh, right here in Niagara Falls, Within walking distance, viewing distance of the falls uh, to casinos with live entertainment. We have a brand new entertainment center, 5,000 seat theater that was due to open the first week of April last year and has not yet opened due to travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. It's been closed down. So we're excited about seeing that come come to life. Uh, we also we're known as uh, an entertainment center so we have entertainment for all ages you know there's arcade entertainment for children there's uh, musical entertainment concerts uh, people really in this this destination. People really know how to use the backdrops that we have, the beautiful mm-hmm. scenery that we have. And so you'll see quite a lot of that. We have the Greg Fruin Theatre with his magic shows. And, you know, there's, it's just one of those stimulating places. There's a lot to see, a lot to do, and many reasons to return time and time again.
0: And even things like, again, I'm I'm just going off your website here. Uh, Bird Kingdom, uh, the Great Canadian Midway. It's it's almost uh, like a, a full city of like like a carnival atmosphere, surrounded by nature's or yeah, nature's wonders, right?
3: yeah it's actually a great balance it's It's something for everyone. I would say that's the way it never disappoints uh, we've got uh, the Niagara parks Commission has fifty six kilometers of uh, land adjacent to the river, and that 's where you'll find a lot of the hiking the cycling botanical gardens uh, there's a whirlpool aero car. You know, see a lot of people participating in bird watching in those areas, and they also have magnificent golf courses. So they're, you know, and heritage sites. There's certainly, there's at least a week's worth of things for someone (laughs)
0: to do here. Well, and I think uh, if you didn't want to be disappointed, some of these things you might want to plan ahead. Make sure you have tickets if there's a particular show or something like that. Is that a good idea?
3: Actually, that's part of the fun of visiting Niagara Falls, I would say, is is the pre-planning, is looking into all the options, imagining what you could do, and really exploring it. And our website now has a lot of uh, virtual tours on it, so you can experience it from your living room. But you know, Randy, that there's nothing <laughs> like real life, right?
0: Exactly. And of course, we are assuming that things get back to normal and, you know, the restrictions are lifted and all the, all the other things that are going on right now. Uh, anything I've missed you want to add? Well, just to say that it's something everyone everyone deserves a visit here. You know, it really
3: is wonderful. It's, something, it's a place for celebrating. It's a great place for romance, for uh, celebrating special occasions. And, you know, following this, this lockdown that we've all been experiencing for so long, what a way to let your hair down, spend time with your family and friends, breathe some wonderful fresh air and feel that mist on your face. It's really exhilarating.
0: Sounds like a lot of fun too. NiagaraFallsTourism.com is the website and Janice Thompson is the president and CEO of Niagara Falls Tourism. It was fun chatting, Janice. Thank you so much. Thank you
3: so much, Randy.
0: And that is this week's Informed Traveller podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveller radio show, heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveler.ca. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveller.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Or you can follow me on Twitter at Informed For most of us, crime is something we see on the news.